In part three of this problem-solving trilogy, Dr. Kashi gives you an in-depth look at the ADAPT system for handling practical problems. You've learned to differentiate between a thinking and a practical problem. Let's look at how to adapt and get what you want. Join Dr. Kashi as he explores the power of the ADAPT framework for effective practical problem-solving. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Cashy. I am your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Today is the third episode in this epic problem-solving trilogy, though admittedly it is the first part of the third episode, so I'm going to Harry Potter Twilight on you. <laughs> okay. In the first two episodes, there was... A differentiation between practical problems and thinking problems and a primer on addressing thinking problems. And along with their harmful demands that you place on yourself. And before addressing the practical problems, you got to do that or one ends up reinforcing the other, right? If you think you've got too many thinking problems and then try and solve the practical problems first, you end up reinforcing the thinking problems, all sorts of funny stuff results. And there's lots of stuff covering that. And we'll continue covering that into the future as well. Okay. When you avoid healthy tension and those thinking problems by maybe focusing on the practical problems a little too much, you know deep down that avoiding that sort of healthy tension reinforces your need for convenience and fairness. It, it just feels like life isn't fair when you keep working on the stuff you have problems on when you know uh, <laughs> it ends up resulting in funky stuff and that is because the belief systems are funky, okay? When you know deep down, again, that the world is both frustrating and Outside of what you do with your body and what you put in your body, it's totally random. And so those expectations of fairness and convenience can, can, be, a little, can be a little weird sometimes and skew our belief systems into maybe doing some silly stuff when expectations are violated. <laughs> and then on the other episode, there is a differentiation between answers and solutions. Answers and solutions where resolving a problem is more of a function of building out and perfecting a method that you can translate to similar problems in all areas of your life. Really, that's what, that's what the main focus is today. That's what the main focus is today. Whereas, you know, an answer is really just an arbitrary response to a stimulus and on its own for a practical problem, it's entirely useless because at its best, at its best, an answer only gives you a hint of what the outcome of your solution or iterative, rational, rationally designed process might look like, okay? But first, we have two but firsts. But first, number one, thinking caps on. Thinking caps. This working? This. Excellent. Thinking caps on. We could do this. There. Okay, this is great. Thinking caps on. And the whiteboard of wisdom. Excellent. Here's where you're learning. You are learning. Ooh. You are learning that Dr. Kashi writes with invisible ink, a primer, an abridged adapt framework, get into the specifics of that, of problem solving, adapted from Dr. Nizu, cognitive, cognition, magician, and problem solving expert all around. Uh, what happens when you try a solution and the results are funky? 
Hmm? And an example of the ADAPT framework in, answer, uh, in action. There's an intro to that, a primer on that, and the full exposition is coming in the second part of episode three. And this would have run way too long if I went over that real life coaching example in real time because real life stuff takes time. <laughs> uh, if, you want it, if you want it to work a damn anyway. And so take some notes on this today and bring those notes on the episode coming up so you'll see a real life case study of the ADAPT framework in action. Right. So if you are interested in cognitive flexible there. Oh, that's much better. So if you're interested in flexibly, flexibly and constructively adapting and overcoming, then throw down hashtag adapt, throw down a hashtag adapt in the comments with your grog of ale. <laughs> Do that ah, with your hashtag adapt. OK, because things are getting fun with this. Adapt Solution Framework. A little bit of background here. Once you've assessed and addressed the thinking problems, as previously discussed, uh, the next step is to take a closer look at the practical problems. The practical problems. Take a closer look at the practical problems. So you got to put the thinking cap on and the nerd glasses on at the same time to make all this stuff work. It's okay. Speaking from experience. Okay. A practical problem, in other words, is a problem you can solve by doing. So you got to look closer, you got to think, and then you got to act on all those things at the same time. However, if you try and solve a practical problem before you solve a thinking problem, then you're bound by your distorted beliefs and the harmful demands you create that lead to disastrous outcomes. Okay, all that stuff ends up coalescing now. So make for darn sure that your impulsive, rigid and harmful demands are transitioned to rational priorities. Hmm? So if you're stuck in your own head a little too much, then Got to take, got to take the thinking cap up. Violence is the answer for later. <laughs> uh, continue disputing those distorted beliefs within TKN's SRO model, which is continuously flushed out and referenced in most of the other material now. So that'll be covered again and again and again. Let's move toward a solution here, right? Now that you're getting a solution resolution framework that works for most all problems in all situations for any intelligent person, really, it is a plug and play solution to a problem with your problem so that you can resolve to do something about what's blocking you from what you want. That's the definition of a problem we're working with here. This means that now you have a way of continuing to make progress in any situation, even if and when things go wonky, even if and when things go wonky. Okay. Again, TKN adapted this framework from famed cognitive scientist, cognition magician, Dr. Nizu, a problem solving dude. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, the following is one of TKN's many antidotes to this problem with your problem cognitive toxin nonsense, okay? You resolve to solve by adapting to the problem. All right, see if this button works. Oh yeah, I got a button for this now, this is sick. All right, so the ADAPT framework is A, an accepting attitude. Scroll through this. D, defining the problem. A, action planning. P, predicting the outcomes. And T, trying and tweaking. So those are all the steps we're going to go over in gory detail today. And then tomorrow, we're going to go over a real life case study where we go through this entire process. So let's start back from the beginning here. Whoop. Okay. An accepting attitude. All right. An accepting attitude. Accepting an, ad an accepting attitude is accepting reasonable risk, even if it's the tiniest amount of risk. You will make mistakes. Life will get in the way. 
You will get frustrated and annoyed because it takes experience to find out what works. Although you can dramatically cut down on all the experience you need to gain by personally taking it from TKN's experience. Uh, these are all reasonable risks. These are all reasonable risks. And self-respect is part of an accepting attitude. Evaluating stimulus, response, and outcome instead of evaluating yourself as a person. Making mistakes is far and away different from being a mistake. Mm -hmm. But you have the solution now to get better every single time. Moving on to D, defining the problem. The more specific the practical problem is, the more surgical Dr. Kashi can make the solution. Hmm? What is a practical outcome? What is the practical outcome of solving your practical problem? Think in those terms. And assuming beliefs and upsets are identified, like discussed previously, then what practically is getting in the way if the distorted beliefs and funky thought patterns have been identified and addressed, and what are the practical limitations, the real-world limitations that are getting in the way from you getting what you want? And once you've established those, you can move on to action planning, which is a little bit different than you might think. It actually is just listing out things you can possibly do. This is identifying even remotely actionable things based on new rational priorities versus impulsive and dogmatic and rigid and distorted funky beliefs that you may put on yourself. This is about flexible beliefs and rational priorities. And the idea is that you replace current self-sabotaging stuff with new, more effective stuff. Silly or small actions are okay. Even ones that feel silly, list them all out. All of them, all of them. These action items should be in direct conflict with your problem if the problem itself is a behavior. If you're performing an action that you're consistently screwing yourself over with, well, then it's okay to make an action item in direct conflict with that action, right? Armor on, weapons at the ready. <sighs> okay. And these action items should be, if they are in direct conflict with your sabotaging behaviors, then they should be in direct alignment with your practical outcome that you suppose you would like to have right? After you plan out your actions, the next step is to predict the outcomes of those actions. What exactly do you think is going to happen when you start doing all of these things? And then predict and project the usefulness of each action item on a scale of zero to a hundred. Zero is important because it might do Jack Diddley, <laughs> all right? And as a bonus, work through the potential positives and negatives with your coach or your other support systems and use that to assess risk and probabilistic usefulness. It's all gonna be useful to some degree, but some things are probably gonna be more useful than others. Some things are gonna have less risk and some things might have better outcomes. And you wanna balance all those things together and then essentially rank those items. You rank them and then you move on, <laughs> you move on to T. After you predict the outcomes and their usefulness, you move on to trying and tweaking. Hmm. So what you do now is you try the highest scoring, most usefully predicted solution first and see what happens. Check the results either on your own or with your support system, depending on the sort of ways you are, you are tracking what the results of your actions are and see if you've made any movement. Now there are four types of outcomes. They'll get their own episode, but context clues provide you enough to determine the efficacy here. If, if, if something works out and, and it gets you closer to what you want, but you're still angry with it, well then 
that's something that needs to be dealt with. <laughs> if something gets you further away from what you want and you're really angry with it and act like a silly goose, that's probably something that needs to be dealt with. If something gets you further away from what you want, it's a negative result, but you go, oh, I learned from this. I can do better next time. Then that is a resilient response. Then that's what you're looking for. And then if something goes in the direction you want and you recognize it or are thankful for that, then integrate that into your iterative scientific thinking because you want to keep doing that stuff. <laughs> so that's good. So there are two net positive outcomes, which is I learned from a mistake or this worked out good. I'm going to keep doing it. And there are two net destructive or negative outcomes, which is I got closer to my goal, but, but I wanted it to be better or expected it all along. So it doesn't count. Or the other negative outcome is I'm further away from my goal. This is horrible and awful and terrible. And I'm, and life is meaningless and I'm going to go eat a pizza now. Okay. Those are the four different outcomes. So if it's a stud, if your outcome is studly, then great. Keep doing the do. If it's a dud, well then great. You have an exhaustive list of all these other options. You can keep trying. That is the point of predicting the outcomes and action planning. When you have a bunch of actions you can try and then you rank the usefulness of those actions, this tweaking and trying part is just doing what you think is gonna work out best first. But you, you might be wrong, you'll probably be wrong. You'd be surprised at the sort of stuff that works out in comparison to the stuff that you think will work or think will fail. The, the ranking is really just an arbitrary way for you to decide what you're gonna do first. <laughs> but the reality is that they're all probably have legitimate merits. They probably all have legitimate merits. Okay. Oh, everything. Oh yeah, you can see so great. So the, the benefit is this, is that the absolute worst case where you exhaust all of your original options, that's the, that's the absolute worst case. It's still very good because you determine the aspect of each solution that went well, and then you can recreate new solutions as you go, which means you eventually combine all the beneficial parts of each plan and have a constructive outcome. That is the point. Translated, it's impossible to know if you can do it until after you've done it. And then once you've done it, whoopsh, once you've done it, you can focus in on doing it again and better. That is until you find the next thing that when you approach it, it's a little scary, which is good. That's the healthy tension that maybe you were avoiding before. Then you find the next thing that's causing healthy tension and then you, you deal with the thought problem and then address the practical problem with this framework again. And you rinse and repeat. You keep removing the limiting factors that you have, all right? Just the right amount of challenge, just a little bit of scary, right? So here's the case study that we're gonna go over tomorrow. Her name is Tabitha and her body weight had yo-yoed almost her entire life. Right, started as a sophomore in high school, so basically her entire adult life. And about one time per year, she'd get everything together and be super strict for a couple months, lose 20 to 25 pounds, and then over the course of the year, gained it all back, and then added a few more pounds on top of it. Uh, multiply that by 15 years, and in a state of tragic irony, Tabitha had essentially dieted her entire life and managed to gain 70 pounds somewhere along the way and becoming a pre-diabetic in the process. It's tragic irony, it makes it sickening. It must be stopped. It can be stopped. And this is the way to stop it. <laughs> Every time she hit that 20 pound mark, she would plateau. Her weight would stick. And after joining TKN, Tabitha peeled back the onion with us. And after just a little bit, she figured out what was happening. And after working with TKN and, and implementing the ADAPT framework, which we're getting into gory detail with her tomorrow, specific examples, she went from that 70 pound gain over 15 years and lost nearly 100 pounds with better blood work than, than most other healthy people in their late 30s, right? And this is what's happened in the next episode. So here's what you've learned. 
an abridged adapt framework of problem solving, perfect for adapting and overcoming life's everyday frustrations and annoyances, which sounds strange, like everyday stuff, whatever, who cares? But the reality is that those are the things that are actually causing you the most grief, <laughs> the most frustration and the most annoyance, you know, the things that are actually keeping you practically from, from getting what you want and what you need, right? And that's what's blocking you from all of your progress the most often is this practical stuff after you've got the thinking problems out of the way. And what happens when an outcome is a bit different than you anticipated, which should probably be the anticipated outcome every time. You now literally have a whole list of things you can try that are ranked in their presumed usefulness, which might surprise you. <laughs> and then the beginnings of a case study with Tabitha, a real life coaching example of the ADAPT framework in action with lots of stuff to cover. So it has to be its own episode. So if you're interested in, in flexibly and constructively adapting and overcoming then throw down a hashtag adapt in the comments because things are getting fun with this solution framework. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out! <laughs>